So hello everybody and welcome to What Do Scientists Do? It's a show where I talk to a different science guest each episode and they teach us all about their job in science, technology, engineering, or math. My name is Jessica and today I'm joined by our very special guest. Could you tell us your name and your pronouns, please? Hello, my name is Mira McNeil and my pronouns are she, her. So Mira, what kind of science-related thing do you do? So um, in university, I took computer science, um, and right now I currently work as the computer science program coordinator at Supernova. And what does that mean? What kinds of things do you do? What did you do in school and what do you do now? So when I was in university, I got a degree in applied computer science. So at the school I went to at Dalhousie, um, there's kind of two branches of computer science you can get into, and there's applied computer science and regular computer science. And if you're just taking a computer science degree, you study more um, research-based stuff. And if you're taking an applied computer science degree, you study more um, like business-related or management stuff along with the same sort of coding background. So I learned how to make websites. I learned how to make applications. Um, We did programming to make like programs for your computer and all that sort of stuff. And we also learned a little bit how to like manage and Uh, be project leaders. And currently, I am using that computer science knowledge and the management knowledge at Supernova, and I'm running our code makers programs where we go into schools and we bring computer science programming to kids. And I'm also running a couple of our girls programming. So we have a girls hackathon club where uh, we get to learn how to use Raspberry Pis, which are little computers. And we also have a new club that we're starting now called Girls Entrepreneurship, which is climate science based. We'll link to all those things in the episode description and stuff so that people know where they can sign up for them and learn more about them. So do you have a favorite computer science thing that you've ever done? I've done a lot of cool computer science stuff. Um, So in my undergrad, I took a lot of interesting classes. We had some classes where we got to make websites and applications for different clients. Um, so people would come to us with their like nonprofit or other like small business or company, and then they would get us to make websites or applications for them so that they could have like a web presence so that people could be out there and see what they're doing. Um, and I also got to code some robots. I got to make some games, all that sort of fun stuff. But I think Overall, the best like general experience that I've had in computer science has been working at Supernova. I've done a lot of different cool, interesting stuff here. Um, one time we organized a uh, hackathon with NASA and the Canadian Space Agency uh, that took place at Dow. So that was really cool. Got to call a bunch of people at NASA and CSA. That is very cool. Do you have a favorite supernova robot? I know that we use a lot of different robots. Mm-hmm. Um, which one is your favorite? Ooh, it's hard because I love them all. Um, I think that my favorite is Cody Rocky. Um, a lot of our robots can do all sorts of different stuff, but the Cody Rocky can be coded just like you might code in Scratch, like with blocks, but also you can code it in, I think, JavaScript. Oh. It's Python. You can code it in Python. <laughs> and uh, so that's cool. And you can see the code that you've made in like the little blocks and in Python. So you can kind of see how like real coding works when you're also just 
coating with blocks. It's a fun little connection, and it has a little face, and you can draw its face, and I like that. Make it really cute. I love the Cody Rockies as well. If you were not working at Supernova, do you know what kind of computer science thing you would choose to do? If you weren't here doing the best job in the world, which type of computer science thing would you do? Mm, the second best job in the world. Um, I like a lot of different coding projects, so I, I wouldn't necessarily have to be like web design specifically or video games, but I think that my role that I would like to be is a project manager which, I mean, doesn't sound that fun and interesting, but you get to organize what everything that's being done. You get to, like, be in charge of all the sort of smaller things that are happening. You can, like, get the developers to do certain tasks, and you get to oversee it, and then you get to talk to the people who are asking you to make this product, whatever it is. Like, maybe you're making a website, like, the clients that you have you get to sort of interface in between with them and I really like that like organizational approach which isn't like the most computer science based thing but you need to have a knowledge of both like how to communicate with people and how to code to be successful in one of those roles and I think that like that's where I'm strong the communication and the coding and combining them which is what I do at Supernova yeah that, I was gonna say that's very similar <laughs> that's to exactly what now. I do if I didn't have this job I would have to try to find a job that's just like this job so fair. <laughs> um, do you have a favorite supernova activity? Ooh. Oh, yes. One year, we took one of our Raspberry Pis and linked it up with a bunch of circuitry so that it was, like, connected to a bunch of different little boxes. And each of the boxes had a little puzzle, so it was like an escape room. So we set up a room, and we'd have all these boxes in. And this little computer controlled different things in each of the boxes. So one had like a light up sensor and one had like a sound sensor. So you had to like clap to make it unlock. And another one had, oh yeah, another one had a, like a temperature sensor. So you had to blow on something to make it warmer. And then it would, you would like unlock that box. It was very cool. It was like a cool way to like combine electronics and coding and also show kids what you can do with sort of like the physical parts of coding. Cool. What is a Raspberry Pi? Oh, a Raspberry Pi is a tiny little computer. Um, it's kind of shaped like a board. It's flat. I bet it's like about the size of like a phone, maybe a small phone. And uh, you can see when you look at one that there's like all these little different electronic components so that you can connect wires to it. You can like connect little screens and all sorts of little pieces of electronic equipment, and then you can plug it into your computer, and then you can program stuff onto it. And if you connect it to, like, Wi-Fi, the way that you would connect, like, a laptop or your phone, it can run programs on it all by itself, like its own little tiny computer. So people use them all the time for all sorts of different things. Um, some 3D printers have a computer that's a little Raspberry Pi. Um, I've seen people do them where it's, like, those garage door openers, they have them set up with a Raspberry Pi. They just make one themselves and they like get their own little like RFID thing and they go doop and then it'll open the door for them so that their car can go in. So it's like a very versatile little tiny computer. Cool. If you could, is there something that you've always wanted to try doing with the Raspberry Pi? Ooh. So you can um, connect a camera to a Raspberry Pi and have like a live stream for it. And um, my friend has dogs, 
and they were asking me <laughs> about, we were talking about, like, they want a little nanny cam for their dogs. And I was like, you don't have to buy one. You can just make one yourself. You can just get a little tiny camera piece and a little Raspberry Pi, and you can program it and, like, host it online, and you can have, like, a little nanny cam for your dogs. And I think that'd be so great because I love their dogs, and I would love to make a website of their dogs and just be able to, like, look at them. <laughs> just log just, in and just look the at their dogs. This person's yeah. Dogs. I love that. <laughs> it's my dream. I would say I would do that for my cat, but he doesn't do anything. I would do that I for your that. cat. You would do that for my cat? I would look at your cat. He's just going to be sleeping so and cute. maybe maybe upset that I left. Um, but otherwise, he just he sleeps during the day when I'm gone. It's so, still cute. I think. Actually, I don't know. You never know. know. See? This is why you need a little Raspberry that's Pi. That's true. Maybe that's why I need to program a Raspberry Pi yeah. and set it up to watch my cat. Exactly. So you do all these things. Do you have any advice for people who might be interested in either computer science or the applied side of it, like what types of people do you think should go into it? What should you do to set yourself up to go into Mm -hmm. it? Okay. This is a great time, I feel, to be someone who's young and interested in coding because I feel like there's so many resources out there nowadays that I didn't have access to when I was younger. Um, When I was a kid, they had Scratch, which is like a drag-and-drop coding program it's really really easy to use if you haven't used it before um it's made by mit it's like intended to introduce kids to coding um but now i think that was sort of like the basis and now there's like all sorts of other things that are like that or have taken that same sort of concept of like the really basic concepts of computer science and how to teach them and like made them like easier or have like or harder and more complex so there's all sorts of different tools out there so i would say if you just google play around with like any sort of website that has coding stuff like code.org, Scratch, that sort of thing. You can get a good idea of whether or not you're interested in doing that. But I think that if you are a creative person who wants a good like creative um, outlet, that's the word, creative outlet, uh, I think that coding is a really great thing for that because even though it seems like it's really math-based or like really technical, um, once you learn the basics of how to code, you can all you you can do anything really with it. So if you have that sort of more, if you want to do technology or you're interested in it, but you also want to do something creative, I think that coding is like a really cool way to go about doing that. A good career to go into. But yeah, it's I think there's a lot of tools out there that you can find that'll give you a little introduction. Um, if you're interested in more of like the communication or like that sort of side of it, um, that's a really important thing in the field of computer science. You can do, like, truly anything with coding, and it can seem like it's just something you do. You're just sitting down, you're coding, that's all. But, like, things like communication skills are really important for programming and for anything, really. Um, and if you already have an interest, if you like if you like talking to people, um, you like problem-solving that sort of thing, I definitely think it's something you could think about getting into. Um, and the more like skills you have in communication, I think the more you'll excel in any position. Um, so flexing your your uh, communication muscles and like taking the uh, taking risks and getting out there and presenting things if you have to is really good because that's a really important skill to build up. Like when I was 
oh, when I was a child, I was so scared of presenting. I would get like sick. I would feel so upset. And then uh, I kind of, well, I became a teacher. <laughs> so you will do it. That, it. It changes you. But um, you don't have to be a teacher to like fully get over that. Uh, it's just practice and doing it a bunch of times. And then suddenly it all becomes less scary. Computer science. Do it. It's fun. <laughs> computer science. Do it. Do it's it. It's fun. fun. That's the slogan. That's the slogan. Yeah, I feel like computer science has, especially computer science degrees and like university, mm-hmm. have this reputation of like, oh, well, if you're good at math, you can be a computer scientist. Or that like you already have to know how to code in order to do a computer oh. science degree. Yeah. Or that it's just a degree for introverts who don't want to talk to anybody. <laughs> yes. Um, and. Would you agree that that's wrong? I would definitely agree that that's wrong. I mean, I will say when I was in high school, math was not my best subject. It wasn't my worst subject because my worst subject was chemistry because it didn't make sense to my brain. But you don't as much. There are some parts of computer science that are like very math based, but not everything is that technical. Um, Computer science is a really huge field. So some things like making a website are more dependent on design or at least some aspects of building websites are more dependent on design and some are more dependent on the sort of technical mathematical stuff and then if you're going like really deep like you love math there are things like artificial intelligence and big data and fields like that that use algorithms that are like very mathematical um that require like lab work and stuff so there's like a huge array array a huge range of jobs in computer science for like anyone from any background. You don't just have to be like super smart. I already know everything. Um, when I went to computer science for my degree, I knew some things about coding, but I was not like anywhere near a pro. It's just because my dad is a programmer. So I picked up a little bit, but the entry level courses are very easy. They're not, they're not trying to kick you out. If you don't know anything, it's a place to learn. Yeah. Well, that was very fun. I was trying to think. If you were a bird, what bird would you be? <laughs> yeah, um, we already, I already asked you this today because we were filming something else for the office. But if you were a computer programming language, which are all the different ways that you can give a computer instructions, they're all different languages, which one would you be? So, I'm going to justify the, the, the one that I said earlier to Jess. I said I would be JavaScript. So, as Jess said, all sorts of different programming languages, and they do all sorts of different things. Um, they just tell your computer to do different stuff. So, when you're making a website, there are a few languages that are, like, the foundational languages of web development. And one of them is HTML. This is going to be a lesson now. <laughs> one of them is HTML, which is hypertext markup language. And it kind of is, like, the skeleton of the website that you're making so if you look at a house and you see like blueprints for a house like like that an architect made um there's like the foundation and the walls and stuff that would be what html is like for a website it's just laying out the basic structure and then there's css which is cascading style sheets and that adds style to your website so you can add colors and images and whatnot with that and then javascript adds reactivity which is a fun, fun coding word. 
uh, I mean, it's obviously also not a coding word, but encoding, it means, um, I'll give you an example, actually. If you're on a website and you take your mouse and you hover it over a button and it changes color, usually that's reactivity. Or if you are on a website and then you make the browser smaller, like it was full screen and you go smaller, and then things shift so that they fit better, that's also reactivity. So looping back around, I would be JavaScript (laughs) (laughs) because it's one used all the time. Like many, many websites use it. Very useful, easy to use, makes a lot of sense and also well-loved like me. (laughs) Makes a lot of sense and is well-loved. I agree. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Here's a question. Okay. Which one would which programming language would I be? Ooh, that's a good question. I so for context, listeners, anything I know about computer programming comes from either playing with one or two things as a kid, like Scratch and things like that, which I will link at the end of this episode because it's very fun. You should go do it. It's still mm-hmm. fun to play with as an adult. So fun. Mira has watched me play with it as an adult for long periods. Just of time. made an incredible bear game. Oh, I'll link the bear game. This is all I know about coding, okay? Um, there's also the DNA game that's yes. on there. I should check and see if it works. But anyways, I don't know much about coding. I've done a tiny, tiny little bit of Python because Python's really popular among scientists. But that's it. So I don't know much. But mm-hmm. tell me which one I would be and why. It's a good question. We're very similar people. We are similar people, but I want to say, I think that you would be PHP. That's like an obscure one. It's not that obscure. (laughs) Okay, okay. Um, PHP is also a a language that is used a lot in web development. So like Facebook is entirely made out of PHP. Just a fun fact. Not that I think that you're like Facebook. That's not the reason. But, But I feel like PHP is a little bit harder to learn. But also, <laughs> but also really good, really good, like really solid. You just gotta, you gotta get there. You gotta get there. <laughs> That's so fair. I don't mean that as a dig. No. I don't mean that as a dig. It's very, it's foundational. <laughs> that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I am, I feel like. Gotta get on the wavelength. Yeah, I feel like if you're not on my wavelength, then I'm just. I don't know. I'm on your wavelength. Oh, we're we we've been on the same wavelength. I'm not on PHP's wavelength, but mm. that's 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 a per, that's for personal reason. <laughs> <laughs> what are your person? What's your personal beef with the coding language? I just PHP? had a class. I had a class in university that we learned PHP in, and I didn't like it. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, unfair to the language. It was it was just school is sometimes hard. Mm. You get tired. No fair. <laughs> What is your take on Python? Just I like Python. Python's a great language. I think some people are haters for no reason. That's just true of everything, though, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. Some <laughs> people are haters for no reason. But Python's a great, a great introductory coding language. I think, like, if you have never had any experience with coding, block coding is really great, like Scratch. But a next step up would be uh, Python because it's really, like, self-explanatory. So some coding languages are written in a way that doesn't make as much sense as like the written word would be like you're typing words out and they're English words um but sometimes 
what's called a syntax, which is like the way that things are are laid out and spelled out to make a program, doesn't always make as much sense. But Python like makes so much sense. So if you're printing something out in Python, you just say print, and then you say what you want to print, and it'll print something out. It's that easy. You don't have to add any like weird punctuation. You don't have to add any like weird spacing. It's a super easy peasy language as like an introduction. Yeah, I I would agree in that I've only tried a little bit of Python, yeah. but I syntax is I think the most difficult thing it about is. coding. Yeah. Even though I know that like the theory I took a third year math class mm-hmm. that was also a computer science class. The theory, fine. Figuring out it. which comma you miss. Yeah. It's hard. It's a so struggle. Difficult. And yeah. I feel like surely I'm sure you get better at that like you do. once you know it's like any language once you know a language mm-hmm. you're not going to make mistakes in the same way but then also if you're switching between programming languages sometimes it's confusing because mm. you'll be like oh i'm in python so i need to make sure there's a space here because that's the only thing about python is sometimes you need to have like the correct type of spacing to make a line work but other than that mostly pretty easy peasy and in other languages you need to use like a semicolon or something like that at the end of a line and like it makes it all the more confusing if you're like okay I'm doing a python project and now I'm doing a javascript project and you're like what do I how do I do this in this language I can't remember and your brain confuses them um welcome to our new podcast where we just discuss a different coding language every time and what it would be like if it was a person I would actually love that hey I have opinions we... I have hard opinions I mean I feel like we both have opinions on a lot of things. Um, what's another coding language? What haven't we mentioned? What did you say that you were? JavaScript? I did. If CSS was a person, what would it be like? Ooh, fashionable, stylish, mm. dressed to the nines, but also simple. Not too complex. Mm. Easy peasy. All about the looks. Shallow? I don't want to be mean. <laughs> I don't want to say shallow, just like very, the main goal is the way you look. What's another coding language? I don't, I do not have a computer science degree. I have a microbiology degree. R, which is the only thing that life science, not the only thing that life scientists know about. What I hear about the most in the life sciences. R would be a Gemini. What does that mean? (laughs) You know, you know. Analytical. Okay. I don't know anything about R because I've never used it. I know it's a statistical language. Yeah, it's for for listeners if this ends up on the show. Um, R is a coding language that is like very specifically designed for scientists to use to run statistics, mm-hmm. which means that they use it to like put their data into and do math with the data so that they can figure yeah. out like, did something work? Does something seem like it's working? Mm-hmm. Um, are these two things related? answering questions like that so it's not you wouldn't use it to build a website or a video game but life scientists um some when some of them use it all the time i think that they would be cold and analytical that's fair because it's meant to look at things all the maths made to remove any of your human bias exactly at your experiments what's another coding language i'm just having fun with this now c is a language that i've heard that okay Question. Yes. C, C plus, C plus plus. Are these all different things or the C same sharp. thing? What? C sharp is one too. Uh-huh. So they're all different. Um, so C is like the, the grandfather of these languages. It's um, 
old. It's old. It's a language that isn't used as much anymore. When I did it in university, we did it for um, making programs for computers. So like not so much of like the graphical fun, like website design stuff, but more like technical things. Um, and it's a bit of an older language, so it's not used as much. So C++ and C Sharp are like descendants of C. So they're both what's called object-oriented programming languages, which uh, famously Java is one that a lot of people have heard of. Which is different from JavaScript. Which is different from JavaScript, just to confuse everybody. Um, JavaScript is more of like a web language. Java is object-oriented programming language, so you can use it for, it has like a wide variety of uses. So famously, Minecraft is made in Java entirely, so you can make games with it you can do all sorts of stuff and c plus plus and c sharp are really similar to java in that way like they're not specifically languages for the web they're languages that are general purpose and you can use them for making all sorts of applications if html was a person what would it be do we say that already just straight up skeleton <laughs> just just like bones. a halloween skeleton <laughs> halloween bones. skeleton bones yeah sure or an architect actually we said the house thing i guess yeah also Bones. a skeleton. A bone architect. What? <laughs> a skeleton, but his job is that he's an architect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I see, I see. It's kind of combining both. It's a skeleton. No, I understand your vision now, like a vision of a yeah, like, skeleton. Like a skeleton at a desk making a blueprint. Mm-hmm. That's what HTML would be. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Mira. Thank you for having me. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Yes. I would like to plug our new program, Girls Entrepreneurship. We're starting a new program. It's completely free. It's completely virtual. You have to be in Nova Scotia. You have to be a Nova Scotia student, but you can be from any part of Nova Scotia. You can be all the way up in Cabot Trail or in Halifax, anywhere. Um, It is a climate science-based program. Um, You will have the opportunity to create a capstone project that addresses a climate issue in your specific area, the place that you live. And um, at the end of it, you'll be able to present what you have created in the program at a capstone event in Halifax, which will be really cool. So if you're interested in that and you are a high school student, 16 to 18 years old-ish, go to our website. You can register online. Yeah, and I'll put the link in the episode description as well. Yeah, thank you so much, Mira. No worries. Thank you. And as always, a big, big thank you to everybody listening. Do you have a question that you'd like answered by an expert? Send us an email or a voice recording at whatdoscientistsdo@superstaff.ca. For more science fun, you can also follow us on social media at scientistsdopod on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next episode. Bye for now! This show was made by Supernova at Dalhousie University, a network member of Actua. For more information on our summer camps, workshops, and more, visit supernova.dal.ca.